You're listening to a bonus episode of the Accounting Influencers Podcast, Talent in Accounting, with Rob Brown. This is your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers, and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class. the Accounting Influencers Podcast, we were and still are the official broadcast partners for one of the biggest shows in the world, AccountX. And I'm thrilled to have with me today, Caroline Hobden, whose team put the whole show together. We're doing a special bonus episode to just have a little review of this meeting. I'm here with my co-host, Martin Bissett. And uh, Martin, before we bring Caroline in, how was the show for you? Uh, the show was tremendous for me, Rob. Um, I'm sure Caroline will give us the stats as to just how much bigger it was than it has been previously, but you felt it. You felt the the buzz of the show. I've referred to on many previous shows or, or episodes of our show about the crescendo that happens at AccountX is that point somewhere in the day where suddenly there's this pop of noise where all the speakers and all the and everyone's engaging. There's just this absolute crescendo of noise. Uh, it was louder than ever this year. And um, I think having spoken to vendors, having spoken to speakers, having spoken to accounting practitioners, uh, the three main food groups that uh, make up a, the AccountX pie. Um, everyone got more out of it this year than they have in previous years. And unbelievably, people are still discovering it for the first time. Well, Caroline, let's bring you in here. It is exactly a week to the day since the show opened for 2023. Uh, what are your thoughts a week on? I think I'm still in disbelief, to be totally honest, Rob. It was such an incredible experience. I mean, you work the entire year to bring uh, this show to fruition and, uh, you know, once those shutter doors open, you can do no more. And we are still in absolute shock and delight, uh, still on cloud nine, because not only did you feel the buzz, much like Martin said, there was that crescendo noise. You could feel the buzz. You could feel the energy. Um, everyone put everything they had into this show. So from, you know, not just the show team behind it, but from the people that came through the door to the exhibitors, to the speakers, everyone was on their A game and you could really feel it. So delighted with how it went really couldn't have asked for more. Well, we'll go through some stats in a minute that you can share with us. But I have to say, Martin, I don't know if you noticed it, but Caroline looks as calm now as she did last Wednesday and Thursday because of all the hard work that put in. And, and she was very serene. Usually it's frantic and it's hectic as the head of the show and she had her headphones on and she was taking calls left, right and centre. But she seems just as calm now as she was back then. I assume that's a swan effect. You know, gliding on the water and paddling like heck underneath. Well, Caroline, talk to us about how successful the show was, because you did break some records, didn't you? We really did. Um, and to be honest, the, the main measure of success for me is always going to be feedback. Um, my social media is is just absolutely jam-packed with, with positive comments. And so much so, I haven't been able to get back to everybody. But um, it's that feeling that you get. It's the the voices from people who've never been before it was their first time from the exhibitors who've done it for years and said it was the best one they've ever experienced it's the feedback that really means the world to me and my very 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 hard-working team um the records we broke the, the show was physically the biggest it's ever been it was 20 percent bigger than 2022 uh again that's quite a, a big task to try and keep that buzz and energy and you have to grow your visitor numbers in line with uh your physical uh stand sizes etc to, to make it continue to have that buzz um and Caroline, sorry, that 20% bigger, was that in floor space or numbers of sessions? Just give us some context for that 20%. That's physically in floor space. It was 20% bigger. We actually tried to make our, our theatres bigger as well uh, to accommodate all the attendees because last year so many people were sort of packing out the aisles trying to listen to sessions. 
Um, and unbelievably, even though they were bigger and they had more seats in, they were still absolutely rammed and spilling out into the aisles. And there was one session that had over 300 people in and, and the speakers were inviting people to come and sit on the floor at the front. I mean, it was just off the chain, incredible. But we also managed to break the attendance records figures. And I think for us as a, an Accountex team, um, the big barrier that we wanted to cross, that line we wanted to cross was the 10,000 attendee mark. And I'm delighted to say we've got 10,251. So uh, huge kudos to our marketing team who worked their socks off to bring, to spread the message and bring in the numbers. Um, yeah, it was a, a fantastic couple of days. How have you gone about that, Caroline? Because you brought the show back from account, from, sorry, from post-COVID last year, which was great, but it wasn't as big as the pre-COVID figures. You've then gone 20% bigger in floor space. I don't know what percentage bigger in actual registrations and attendees. The show rate, I think, is extremely high compared to registrations as well. What has what is the secret sauce that's made made that possible? I wish I knew the exact magic formula for how these things work. I'd be incredibly successful on many other uh, shows as well. But um, I think with a show like Accountex, it's been around for over eleven years now. You know, we. I completely see my job as that I've just taken over the torch from my predecessors who did such a fantastic job before. Um, and it's just about spreading awareness, making as much noise as possible on as many channels channels as you can. Uh, I think my marketing team will tell you that I, I pest them every second of the day about a new idea or a new way we can get out to market and just tell as many people as possible about the show. So just being relentless in that keeping that energy up and spreading that message and finding new avenues and new ways of doing it. Um, the program, I've had so much feedback on our program this year. Uh, the the quality of the actual presenters as well was second to none. I, I was just blown away uh, by the amount that the speakers put into the show. And I, I think sometimes you can just pull all those factors together, you know, getting the right exhibitors along and some people who've never done the show before and some people who've done the show before, but just put everything they've got into it. I think when you just bring all of that together uh, and a really... I cannot, I know, Rob, you always say I'd say this too much, but my team is just phenomenal. They are so dedicated and so passionate about what they do. Uh, they really want to bring the accounting community together. And uh, I think it's just a, a, a wonderful formula that seems to work. Martin, one of the observations I had, and you spoke to a lot of people at the event, was the international feel. Accountex is a global brand now. They've got shows in Australia and Spain and Canada. Uh, we interviewed and spoke with a lot of people that have travelled a long way to come to Accountex London. Did you get that vibe? Yes, I did. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think um, I, I get rid of any secrets by saying that uh, Tom Wheelwright wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Tom, based in Arizona, made the trip all the way out to Accountex and he got there midway through day one. You know, so he wasn't even there for the whole thing, but it was still worthwhile for him because he wanted to see what the fuss was about because... The show on that scale doesn't exist in the United States. There are plenty of big shows in the US, but not on that scale. And uh, when I spoke to him, he was saying, is it a conference? Is it an expo? Is it a, what is this? You know, and he's trying to get his head around it because there was no comparable product where he is. Um, but there are many other examples. I mean, we have three or four very big names fly all the way over from Australia to be at the show as well. Some to speak, some simply to, to get the gen on what was going on. Um, and so you did get a lot of that. You did get an international buzz as well. But the other thing I got was people who had come to have a look around and say, from an exhibitor point of view, oh, we're definitely doing this. We're definitely coming here next year. We're definitely coming into exhibits here next year. We came here to sort of scope out, you know, do a bit of reconnaissance work. We've decided 
and that they were telling me that as if I had anything to do with it. Weird um, that they were telling me that as a sort of a, as an independent, but th that was them getting confirmation and validation, having seen it live to say, we need to be a part of this. So yeah, it had an international vibe. It had a people who were on the fringes going, we need to commit to this vibe. And as Caroline's already said, those who were already in the hall really were present in the hall. And I had conversations with vendors and exhibitors saying not only were they going to be there next year, they were going to be going bigger next year with talking about sponsoring theatres and things like that. Caroline, what were the conversations you were having at that time about people and the 2024 event? I mean, people are already excited about it. They're already asking us what we're going to do to top it. You know, we had a real... Uh, festival vibe around the show this year as well, which was was really well received. I was on a, a, a podcast earlier. I shouldn't admit that to you too, but I did another podcast this morning. Um, and I know, I'm so sorry. You're so in demand, Martin, isn't you? <laughs> Cut the interview here. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> but um, somebody, it was a live podcast, and someone was commenting on it that it was the, the Glastonbury for accountants, which is just a fantastic compliment. Because, uh, you know, we all work hard for a living, but, you know, why can't you have some fun at the same time? So we had... Um, we had a double-decker bus come to the show. We had obviously the Airstream caravan, we named Dolly, uh, where you guys were, were positioned. We had a relax and recharge zone, which had a huge four-metre-tall blossom tree uh, as part of it. There was just so much going on. And I think what people are really excited about for 24 is how we're going to top it. So I've already got my ideas hat on, and I'm trying to think of ways that we can uh, do better, create this fantastic atmosphere that people just genuinely want to be a part of. But you're right, exhibitors are... are more and more and more exhibitors are finding out about or vendors are finding out about the show and they want to come along and exhibit uh people want to go bigger i don't know if, know if i've always got the space for them it's a very good problem to have i'm not going to complain uh but yeah feedback and the, the rebook on site we, we rebook exhibitors who were, were there in 2023 and it was um that was another uh, record that we broke it was the biggest rebook in uh divcom uk's history so uh fantastic yeah. 2024 is looking good Another thing I noticed, Carolyn, this is anecdotal. I don't have any statistics to to, pr to prove this, but one thing I'd noticed when the show came back from COVID was that having done all but the first account X, you know, I used to know a large percentage of the audience. You know, it would be two steps higher, two steps higher. How are you doing? And what I noticed when we came back from COVID was there is a significant shift in the audience demographic, a much broader, diverse range of people, a younger um, demographic of people in terms of who I'm observing around, either that or I'm getting older. Uh, and I saw it again this year, but more so again, to the extent where the old stereotype plays that that uh, accountancy is the, the pale male, stale, the old guy's playground. And very, very few, if any, pale male, stale guys in suits other than me at the show. Does that bear, does that bear out in, in any sort of um, statistics that you've captured in registration? Yeah, I mean, we are still only a few days after the show. So we're still crunching all, all the stats at the moment and bring those together. But um, it's interesting you say that because a number of people have actually commented on um, the, the balance out there. Someone said to me, I was actually counting suits and I didn't get past one hand. You know, it was, there wasn't that many people there wearing suits. Um, and a, a lady said to me, you know, I've been to Accountex a few years ago and I haven't been for a while. And it was quite overwhelmingly male. Uh, a few years ago and we're really feeling like that balance has been brought into the show as well and that's something we're really passionate about uh, particularly in our programs we try and uh, keep it 
well balanced. We want to give women a voice. It's very important. But diversity on a whole is very important to us. Um, we have a new uh, diversity, um, equality and inclusion partner uh, this year called Watch This Space, who we're learning an incredible amount from. Uh, uh, so that's really important. But things are changing. And I agree with you. Accountex last year was my first event. And I feel like in those 12 months, it's, you know, moved on again. And it's really important that we keep attracting new people to the show. Uh, we keep attracting the younger audiences coming through the show. So there's so much more that we can still do. And we're never going to be off this journey. It's going to be hard work um, all the way, but we're loving it. And we're up for the challenge. A couple of bits of feedback I got from the vendors. And let's face it, they do invest a lot of time and energy and effort and creativity and money in their stands. They remarked that they were having high level conversations. So people were coming to the stands and not asking, what do you do? But I already know what you do. Can you help me with this? Or can we work on this together? So the conversations were started in a more mature stage. The other thing that I heard was that when I asked the vendors, and we did a lot of interviews over the two days, didn't we, Martin, both in our Silverstream booth and on the stands, was that in asking them who comes to your stand, they're saying three kinds of people. One is our customers and clients. The other is prospects for lead generation. But the other is we are talking to a huge amount of fellow vendors to serve the accounting space better, to collaborate and build strategic partnerships. And Accountex is the one place where we can all meet together at one space, one moment in time, rather than having fragmented one-to-one -one conversations throughout the year. And Accountex plugs that gap uniquely, Caroline. It really does. You know, post-COVID, we're all living in a, a bit of a hybrid world. Um, teams don't necessarily work in the same office or the same place. So we're noticing more and more people wanting to use the show uh, as a meeting point for their entire teams. You know, I had a, a lady message me on LinkedIn, say she brought a few of her team down from Scotland last year, and she brought all of them down this year because it was such a fantastic place for them all to come together. I think the vendor piece is really interesting. I had a very quick look at the scans because obviously our vendors can scan all the badges of people who come to their stands. Uh, and the numbers pretty much across the board are way bigger than last year, which is really, really important. And then that planning piece around, no, they're coming up to the stand, they already know what they to talk about now I, I love when people do their research before before they do anything but one thing we tried to do this year was give people an opportunity to plan in advance by doing the show app which meant that you could actually have a look and see what exhibitors were there have a look and see what was on the program make your own personalized schedule which has been probably the the biggest bit of feedback from the show has been how how valued that that app was so it meant that people didn't miss anything and they weren't the, sort of there turning up for the first hour and looking at this big program and trying to work out where they were going and spending their time so yeah i felt very um i think the the audience felt like they came with a plan uh which is so important with coming to shows like this but now i just really urge anyone that came to the show and they went to sessions, they went spoke to exhibitors, they got so much out of it. You now need to spend as much time that you did planning your arrival at the show as executing what you've learned. Because without that, it would have been a wasted trip. That's a fair comment. And Martin, you talk a lot about making it count. In our shows that we did live on the two days, we talked about having a plan, didn't we? And having objectives to come in with, whether you're exhibiting, whether you're doing a speaking session or you're just walking the floors and networking. And otherwise, it's a deluge of noise, and, and visual feast, isn't it? There's a lot to take in. You can easily get bogged down with everything and even bogged down with the swag. I had a, a practitioner say to me it was sensory overload for them. Um, and that's somebody who's coming without an objective. It's not sensory overload if 
you want to go and learn about outsourcing, for example, or payroll or tax or audits or whatever. You dead simple. You don't pick up the swag. You go and learn from all the stands about that subject. You go check out a talk about that subject. You write down your conclusions or make a note of them on your phone. And once you've done that, then go off and do the next learning objective that you've got, you know? Um, but so many come in to have a nosy around. And I think from an exhibit, sorry, from a, a delegate point of view, I would love to see practices come in with a very clear learning objective. It's a huge education show. You know, let's go, go away from the exhibitors for a minute. There's a huge education program in the theatres um, provided for them as well. And, you know, it'd be lovely to see them make it less scattergun and more deliberate, that come away saying, I needed to know about the latest in payroll, audit and tax, and I've got all these incredible ideas, I've got these three vendors I need to talk to, and I've got the speaker I need to follow up with for more information. That's what I'd love to see uh, attendees do in the future. Caroline, we take a breath now. There are obviously many other events in the diversified portfolio, but have you got one eye on Accountex Canada and Accountex North up in Manchester now? Do you think like that or do you take a moment and plan Accountex London for next year? We've got a lot of plates spinning all at the same time. You know, you've got to do everything um, in conjunction with each other, all the shows have uh, different points in their calendars where they need certain things doing. So no, we're, we're always um, spinning those plates. We've got, yeah, like you said, we've got Manchester coming up uh, in September on the 19th of September um, at Manchester Central and it's free to attend as well. There'll be lots of exciting things going on there, like looking to bring in a few surprises as well. And then we are lucky enough to have uh, show teams in Canada and Australia who look after those events, but very much with our input. We're looking forward to working closely with them. Uh, and then we've got the Spain show later on this year. And I've actually got the Spanish team work with me here in our office in Brighton, which is which is thrilling. And that they have probably had one of the most successful launches I've ever seen. Uh, so yeah, the international flavor is very real and, and we're loving it. And we're who knows where we're going to go next? Well, that's the exact thing, just as we draw this to a close. Uh, Martin, these big things for Accountex, they've built a global brand here and a show that is very unduplicatable and very unreplicable because of all the great relationship they've had, the brand that they've built up. So uh, it must be exciting for you to see where Accountex go from here. It would be if you hadn't used such long words. I can't <laughs> keep up with those. But what's fascinating is that these shows always attract spies from other shows, um, sometimes who make their, their presence known, sometimes we're incognito. And I am aware of feedback from one other show organizer who looked around and said, they've done a fantastic job here, we're miles off this. We're miles off this. And it was a comment said in private, so I won't say who said it, um, but it was fed back to me from the person who had the conversation. And I thought it was fascinating. Um, that there was recognition from a quote-unquote competing or rival show, not really competing or rival, but uh, de facto competing show who recognised that 10 or 11 years worth of solid relationship building has yielded something that is currently unmatchable. And Carol, I'm going to ask you in closing, what are you most excited about going forward? But I'm just reminded of a story from Alex Ferguson, who used to manage Manchester United. And it was an interview that happened after they won the European Cup in 1999. And he was asked, how long do you dwell on the cup that you've just won and enjoy the moment before you look ahead to next season? And he said about 30 minutes. So it's okay to bask in the glory and it's okay to pat yourselves on the back and celebrate at what has been a hugely successful international event. But how long do you dwell on what's happened before you already look ahead to what's next? I think that's a great quote. And um, it's it's so difficult to kind of pull yourself away from, from basking in just that post-show bliss because it... It's such a fantastic feeling knowing that you've put 12 months of work into something that's been successful. Um, you know, prior to the show opening, we were already 
plans are in place for 2024. Uh, we're already thinking about 2024 whilst we're at the show and the team are already working on 2024 right now. So it, it isn't long. Uh, you do have to just keep moving and you've always got to strive to make the next show better. No matter what you do, you've always, you're, you're never going to get to the end of this journey. You've just got to keep going and look to keep, and you have to listen. You know, Martin talked about those 11 years worth of relationships that the Accountex team have had. And that is so important. You know, we can't do this without those relationships, without those partnerships. And, you know, we, we so enjoy working with, with you both. And that's such an important partnership to us. And I feel like I learn something every day from you both. Um, and we've got other partnerships too, whether they're industry bodies, uh, we, we worked with Mental Health UK this year. They were our official charity. And my goodness, uh, there's a lot to learn from them. Um, we worked with uh, an organization called Karma Earth this year because sustainability, that's James Lizards, who many people will know, an accountant many people will know, rang me up after the last show and he was felt very emotional and very passionate about the lack of sustainability in the program. And, and he opened my eyes. I just went, you know what, James, I hear you. I understand you. I'm going to do something about it. The program was absolutely littered with, with um, presentations around sustainability. The show itself, we've started up sustainability groups within the company here. We've been talking to all our contractors about the materials they use. And we work with Karma Earth to plant a tree for every attendee. So, you just got to listen, you just got to learn, and you just got to keep striving to do better. And I look forward to the challenge. Exciting times. The show is evolving, Martin, and very much uh, of its time. And we'll continue to moff. Goodness knows what objectives and records you will set and break next year, Caroline. But for the moment, it's been wonderful being a partner, the broadcast partner of Accountex. We congratulate you and your team on everything you've achieved, and we wish you the very best for the future. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And thank you for your continued support. We really do appreciate it. You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast.